Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? What's good? What's good? What's happening? I'm back, full effect. The IKP, the Isaiah Kid Podcast. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Saturday episode, Saturday episode. I think you guys are going to enjoy this one, not going to lie. Thank you guys are going to really enjoy this one. I'm bringing somebody on that's very insightful. Um, so I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. But before I even get into that and dive into that and bring on my uh, guest, uh, you know, first and foremost, I'm your humble and highly favorite list uh, I host. <laughs> I'm not. I'm your high, I'm your humble and highly favorite host, Isaiah Kit of the Isaiah Kit Podcast. Um, welcome back. Shout out to all the you know the regular listeners. Shout out to all the new listeners. Uh, shout out to you know just shout out to everybody that's listening. Shout out to the people that's graduating, whether that's from uh, elementary to middle or middle to high school or high school to college or so forth. Um. Shouts out to all of the graduates. Um, this seems like graduation season. Obviously, we you know we are in the midst of the NBA playoffs. So, you know, a little bit of that. But uh, like I said, I got a guest coming on today. We're gonna get we're gonna talk all about the NBA, a little bit of entertainment and so forth. So this should be really good. Um hope I hope I hope you guys are doing fine. I am doing well, you know. Saturday episode, like I said, you know how we give it up on Saturdays. So buckle up, enjoy. Uh, and I'm gonna have to bring I'm about to bring on my guest. Let's not waste any time. Let me bring on my guest. I got a pretty special guest, I would say, uh, for this one. I think you guys are gonna like this. Um, he does some work within the NBA and entertainment business. Uh, it's pretty funny how we met, but uh, I like him. I like his takes and I like um I, I like the job that he does. So, uh, first time guest, he's a writer, he's an independent journalist. Um, you know, he did some work for Forbes. Uh, you know, he, he covers entertainment, also the sports and tech, you know, tech, all types of things, uh, entrepreneurship. So I have Landon Buford here. Um, and I gave you guys somewhat of a rundown, but he can give you guys more of what he does. Um, you know, but Landon, so first, how you doing? And that's great. So, and second, uh, tell us, like, finish telling us what you do because, like I said, I met you um, through Clubhouse. Uh, you know, I, I, I like what you do. I like your work. You, you, you cover the Mavericks. You cover different entertainment stories. You did some stuff for Forbes. So, tell us, give us the rundown about that and what you do, and who you are. Also had stops at Sports Illustrated, uh, Heavy.com. Um, I did a couple articles for the Dallas Observer here in Dallas. Um, I have I have had a couple stories go viral that you know mentioned in other publications like you know um, uh, Business Insider. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Uh, People Magazine, um, The Source Magazine, Double XL, etc. But um, for me, I do a little bit of everything. Um, I'm some, you know, when I'm not um, in, um, uh, I guess, a landing spot where I'm actually writing for a specific company. Sometimes I'll actually help get uh, artists into some of these publications for, you know, whatever they have, um, uh, you know, whatever projects they have. Um, entertainer, I'll, you know, pitch to, you know, get into other publications as well. For whatever story that they're or whatever product that they're trying to sell um and as far as the nba um yeah like, like you said um I, I do cover the dallas mavericks here in dallas but uh they're not my only solely focus when it comes to uh the the nba um I, uh, i've done a lot of laker content a lot of um uh, next content as of late um obviously when kd was in um uh, the last year with the Warriors, I did a lot of content uh, based around the Warriors. Uh, mm -hmm. Broke a story um, on him wanting to um, own a piece of the Sonics when he's done, um, or in just general being, a, you know, wanting to build a team and help uh, uh, give back to the game in that way. He's obviously, we you know, KD is a student of the game. Um, salute to this performance that he did. Uh, uh, this past week with the uh, with the Nets, um, it came up a little bit short because his foot was on the line. But uh, yeah, uh, shout out to KD and shout out to um, the rest of the NBA for um, you know uh, grinding through uh, these hard times and uh, entertaining uh, the public. Um, 
when they didn't have to. So I salute to them. Right. So and you you mentioned and before we get to like the basketball stuff and uh oh well like the stories and all that, um can you tell us being a, a media member, a reporter, a journalist, you know, covering the entertainment space, uh covering the sports world, how difficult has that been through COVID? Because you like a lot of the Zoom calls, you know. The, these musicians don't have, you know, they haven't had tour. Like a lot of these musicians haven't toured in about a year or two years, maybe. So you're not, you know, it's not as many events happening or occasions. How difficult has that been to still cover these things when, like, you know, nothing's really happening? Well, I mean, obviously, in-person interviews and things of that nature, it's been difficult. Um, not to, you know, to, to some extent. Not to say that um, uh, being a lot of them being at home has given us more access to them. Um, if you have the right connects in the back channels, or you know, their publicists are just hitting you up for certain things. I'm not going to lie. When I was at Forbes, I got hit up from anybody from uh, Cardi B's people to. Uh, um, uh, offset. Um, I, th- I had a you know project with Kerry Washington um, that I covered. Um, unfortunately, the Cardi B thing we couldn't make work um, I, it, at the time. If well, I don't want to go into detail right. too much about it, but she hasn't been featured in Forbes yet. So um, that that would have been a great opportunity, but we just couldn't you know find anything uh, that makes sense at the time. So I'm kind of bummed about that one, but. Um, at least, you know, um, uh, there's a contact there possibly down the line, but, um, clubhouse and apps such as that, you know, Twitter space, um, uh, Spotify green room now has given people opportunity to access some of these stars that they wouldn't have access to. I know, obviously I was sitting on stage or not sitting on stage, but sitting in the crowd when Usher, uh, broke, uh, the clubhouse app, got a couple of, you know, uh, tidbits from what he's going to do with his upcoming tour. Mm. Some of the things that, uh, you know, some of the backstories that he did, uh, that, you know, uh, Jermaine Dupree and he told about confessions, obviously they're going to get into more detail about that during his residency in April. I mean, I'm sorry, his residency in Vegas, um, in the next couple months. Um, I forget exactly what, uh, exactly the date that, uh, that starts, but, um, he talked about that. Um, Dream was on uh, the app last night. Um, I got a couple snippets about um, uh, the you know, inner workings of uh, him and Beyonce and um, him and Kanye uh, during her uh, four album uh, creation process. So um, Clubhouse has been, you know, obviously, I've, you know, you've heard, you know, different different stories about Clubhouse, how it could be toxic and things of that nature. But for a reporter that's not looking for uh to get mixed up in too much of the gossip gossip that you know is toxic um it's been um uh, a great tool to get content from that app uh from people that you might not be able to talk to on a regular basis if we were outside or even you know hear from uh with us being outside uh instagram live has been a great tool i know i got a snippet bit between mariah and um uh dj nice um, yeah. about um, how she was she was an inspiration during um, uh, the quarantine process when he was doing quarantine radio or um, uh, just, you know, playing music on Instagram Live. Right. So, uh, yeah, uh, even in, I mean, the Zoom calls, um, obviously, I've been able to get a couple of players during, uh, during the playoffs, but for the most part, um, depending on the team, uh, and I'm not complaining because, I mean, we could all use the content, but uh, basically, uh, depending on the team, uh, some of them were only allowing their local media and in, in, uh, the national media uh, big wakes get questions in. So it just depends. It, it was just a hit and miss depending on which uh, team you are and uh, I mean, uh, team you're recovering for that particular night. And then obviously, like I said, the entertainment business, um, it's been hit and miss, but Clubhouse uh, and some of these audio apps have uh, um, uh, leveled the playing field if, if you uh, chosen to use it as a tool to level the playing field. So, 
Yeah, I mean, for you to, you know, you're not with a publication or anything, but you you write um, first. Landon, I, I you should you guys. I'm gonna leave the link in the description to his website and all of his stories. Uh, Landon does a really good job. He knows how to write, and I think I think with your with the space that you're in, I think it's really unique because you're able to you you're not you're not really under like a big brand, and that's fine. That's great. I think I think we are. I think people, content creators are now seeing the way as, okay, you don't necessarily have to be incorporated or in business or in bid with a big brand. You could be the brand. Um, and I like, I like the fact that you're taking off and running with that. I think, um, I think the entertainment space, like you said, has been difficult. Um, but I like these the, the apps the the apps like Clubhouse and Green Room, which is a mimic of Clubhouse. It it it, it it's really impressive and innovative to see how like right timing, like as far as COVID in the last year and a half, how these apps have come along and develop, and how they're so resourceful. Uh, so that that's big to me. That's big. Um, so you, as you mentioned. You cover the Mavericks. The Mavericks are, are pretty popular these days. They're they're in the news. <laughs> they're in the news a lot. You know, Luca, obviously an emerging superstar in the league. Um, you know, there's some questions. Mark Cuban, you know, he never he never fails. <laughs> he never fails to give you a story. He's really entertaining. He's I think, in my personal opinion, I think he's one of the better owners in basketball. Tell me, okay, because we're, we're going to get into this Mavericks. Tell me, first of all, what's it like within the Mavericks organization, um, with you covering them? What's it like? Uh, it, you know, because from, from the outside looking in, it looks like a really good, it look, and, you know, it looks like a really good organization. It looks like an organization first class. I've never heard anything bad about the Mavericks or players come out say anything bad about the ownership or, or whatever. We obviously know that Rick Carlisle stepped down as their head coach uh and we know if you can just speak to that because i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you do what you do okay so it's, uh let me cover let me tackle the the organization as far as you know um wh what they um uh what it's like so um mark cuban take care take care takes care of his former players um and you know um current players clearly because obviously he let Dirk come back um, obviously it's kind of given because Dirk got a, you know, got the city, the championship. He's the face of the Mavericks right, right now behind the scenes, obviously, because Luca is the face right now, um, at 22, 23 years old. Um, you know, Dirk's back as a consultant. It looks like, you know, Jason Kidd is going to be the next coach. Um, pretty much as far as what I've read and, you know, kind of the, um, things that I'm, I'm hearing now. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Jamal Mosley is, you know, obviously, uh, in the mix, but it looks like it might be Jason Kidd as the, as the new head coach. Obviously they just hired, uh, the executive from Nike. Um, obviously that was a good move because, mm -hmm. um, obviously, um, uh, he, you know, uh, he's got a great relationship with, uh, with Luca, um, being, being that Luca's a part of Jordan brand. Um, from what I hear, he was a Kobe guy. I mean, obviously, everybody knows how, you know, Luca feels about Kobe. Um, you know, obviously, you know, one of the most, you know, viral um, images of is, is Kobe talking smack in uh, Sylvania um, to right. Luca. Um, I think it was December 20th, so maybe a month before Kobe passed. I mean, a little less uh, than maybe two weeks before Luke, uh Kobe pass, if I'm not mistaken, in timeline. Uh-huh. Um, uh, like I said, Mark Marks, uh, you know, uh, Mike, Michael Finley's been his right-hand man for forever. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm not surprised that his name is being um, mentioned in general managers, uh, 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 you know, possible GM candidates. Um, I was not surprised that he was also – possibly in the, the mix for the team president job as well, seeing, being that he sat right there. Um, obviously, Jason Terry um, was, 
you know, the G League coach for a little bit before, you know, transitioning over to, um, transitioning over to, you know, U of A, um, his alma mater, uh-huh. uh, uh, Devin, um, uh, what's Devin's last name? Um, Devin Harris. Devin Harris, thank you, um, is actually sitting on, um, uh, you know, uh, Bally Sports uh, Southwest as an analyst right now. He has not officially retired. So um, if anybody is interested in his services, uh, you know, he's willing to listen from what I'm, uh, what he's told me. It just got to be the right situation, but he's not officially retired yet. Uh, Cedric Sabalas, uh, who uh, recently uh, left uh, uh, Bally Sports Southwest, is a, uh, a vice president within the organization. Um uh, obviously, Lorano Blackman is um, uh, deals with a lot of uh, community activities. Uh, former Maverick, so as I mean, as you can, and then also, um, you know, uh, Vince Carter told me a couple of years ago that uh, Mark allowed him to um, uh, do different broadcasts with the team. Um, you know, to to allow him to uh, get a you know get his foot in the door in regards to, you know, what he's doing now as an analyst at ESPN. So, um, yeah, Mark takes care of his players. Obviously, we've heard stories about KG, well, KG saying that Mark actually implemented the food um, for players after the game, before and after, uh, before and after the game. So, because, like, after, uh, obviously, restaurants are closed at a certain time of, uh, of night. So, you know, Mark uh, allowed, you know, uh, fed, even fed the, the visitors, um, you know, food after the game so they didn't have to go anywhere. They're not exposed to, you know, some of the stuff that happens after the game. So, you know, they didn't have to rush to go get food afterwards. Right. So, um, yeah, Mark takes care of his players and uh, former players and uh, is a friend to um, the basketball community. Um, what else? We, uh, oh, Rick Carlisle. Yeah. Um, um well, I, well, I'm gonna say this. Can we? Can can you speak on why Rick? Why? Why you think Rick Carlisle's time was up? Because me personally, I think his time was coming to an end. You know, we all know about the players and how he hasn't, you know, had the best relationship with players and so forth. Right. So I mean. Obviously, you know, uh, you can see, uh, I'll speak to what it's, it's public as far as visuals. Okay. Right. Um, you obviously you can see, you can see, uh, Luca yelling at him, um, about why would you call timeout when they're up 86, 85 in the flow of the game? You know what I mean? That was a back and forth. That probably wasn't the best time to call a timeout. Um, but I'm not a head coach, so I haven't been in that position, but obviously, if your best, if the best player on your team is saying that that wasn't the time to do it, you you probably shouldn't do it then, right? That might have been something that you know flowed the game. Obviously, like it was, um, uh, you don't do it there. They've had a couple of, um, you know, obviously that's not the only you know viral video where him and um, you know Luca have gotten into it um, this year. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not in the practice um, situation, so we don't know how what that type of arguments were. But it looked like some of that stuff that was going on uh, was starting to spew into, you know, uh, the line of the, of the cameras. Right. Right. So um, obviously, as far as Rick goes, I felt like he should have uh, been um, thanked for his services the day that Dirk uh, retired. Um, so that was in 18, 18, I think. Yeah, that was 18. Right. So, um, I, I would have thought that they actually would have, um, you know, thanked him for his services then, and then started making the transition. But, you know, uh, three years later is, is cool. Um, but, um, you know, Rick's a good coach, obviously, um, you know, he comes from a, uh, a, a, um, an era where the coach is the law, um, clearly. Um, you know, I wish him luck in Indiana. Um, I just hope he, you know, uh, everybody learns from the situation that they just came out of. Right. I, I think, and I and I spoke, I speak to this point about, uh, you know, these coaches being more relatable. And when I say that, that's nothing against Rick, but 
you look at the coaches like Monty Williams, Tyron Lou, who's having success in the postseason, you can speak to them a bit because they are relatable and their teams kind of have taken on their personalities. Uh, I see I see it a lot with the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers, they they this is the third straight series when they've been down 2-0. They came back last night and won. And you can see the grit and the intensity, like the intensity that they play with um, when their backs are against the wall. And that was kind of Tyron Lue as a player where, you know, rough guy, rigid, not really soft, back against the wall. He can fight back. Um, And you kind of see that with the Clippers. So, you know, with, with, with Dallas... I think Rick Carlisle, I think his time had passed by. Um, and, you know, last 10 years, six first-round playoff exits, uh, four years where he missed the playoffs. So, and at times, yeah, we could admit Dallas didn't have the best rosters during those years. But that's ten, like 10 years after a championship. I was having the I was having a discussion about Doc Rivers and Rick Carlisle. Like, how long does a championship, you know, how long can that reputation last? Uh, how long can that hold you over? Until well, the, yeah, I, I've raised the same question too. I mean, I was I interviewed Mark um, earlier this year for uh, Gary Vee's one three seven. That was actually my last interview with the company um, in April. Um, I was kind of reluctant to ask Mark at the time. Um, I I did get a question on, um, ironically about Jason Kidd, and, and he answered it. But I kind of was wanting to ask him how long does that championship that Rick got ten years ago? Um, at the time, we didn't know Rick was going to you know step down. So and this is you know months you know I couldn't couldn't foresee kind of what was going on. But uh, I wanted to ask him you know how long does that championship secure his job and you guys had to made it out the first round you know what i'm saying like right. if, he, if they made if they made it out the first round you got to another conference finals it kind of you know warranted a you know a a okay he's this is why he's here right right but you haven't been in the play you haven't been out of the playoffs you've been in the playoffs six times since then haven't been out at the, the first round uh since the championship like you mentioned four years they didn't even make the playoffs so how long was it, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, how, how, what was it, when was he going to be on the hot seat? Right. Obviously, if he came back this year, he was definitely on the hot seat. I know at the end of the, uh, you know, the, during the end of the game, they asked, you know, asked him, um, uh, did, did they, does he feel like he was the best coach for the team? Obviously, now we know he does, didn't, doesn't think he was the best coach for this team. Right, because he he left with two years left, uh, um, two years on his deal. Mm-hmm. Um, he he spoke to uh, Sports Illustrated uh, based here in Dallas. Um, he he felt like he didn't that basically that he wasn't going to go anywhere. Obviously, we know that uh, a, a day or so after that, he um, <laughs> he stepped he, down. He stepped down. So um, I don't know exactly what those you know I wasn't privy to those conversations. But I mean, you don't have to be in the room to know kind of like what's going, you know, what his mind process was. Right. He knew he, he said he talked to his family, and it was time for him to go. Whatever language they put in the press release, right? He stepped down. Mark fired him, etc. You know what I mean? I feel that this is just my opinion. I don't know what happened, but I don't believe what the press release said. Okay, I think Mark fired him. Agreed. Okay, so, so. Um, I just think that they allowed him to go out with dignity because he got him a championship, uh, their very first championship. So, and I think that's the reason why Mark, um, again, this is my opinion. That's why he didn't seem, he didn't feel like he wanted more compensation. You don't do that if if you if if you're the one firing the coach. If they step down, you want you want compensation for that, um, which which is fine. Um, obviously, you know once you know once he got hired from the pace paces job. Um, you know, the report came out that did, that uh, I think it was Memphis um, that was not happy about that because uh, the coaching association, um, I guess, uh, was complaining about the, the way that they did the hiring process. And um, um, Carlisle turns around and basically, you know, gets the job of his choice without any um, 
uh, real, you know, real uh, opponent in that interviewing uh, um, uh, scenario. Right. Uh, they, they, they. I, I heard that there was B. Shaw was going to be interviewed, but basically they knew what who's uh, who was going to coach that team, and I don't blame B. Shaw for saying I don't want to be a part of that. I'm not going to be the. I, I don't want to get into that portion of it, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's what happened afterwards. Um, I wish him well in Indiana. He's familiar there. Let's just hope that, you know, he doesn't have, uh, I think, uh, is it Brogdon that's the point guard? Yeah. I hope that they don't, uh, they don't clash because, you know, Rick has, uh, has a uh, tendency to clash with his point guard. Um, obviously in the past, you know, you hear stories like he doesn't like starting rookies. I mean, in this case, he couldn't, you know, uh, he had no choice. Right. Luka was the clear cut um, piece. You're not drafting somebody that high to have them sit on the bench. Right. With that, all with that star power. So, um, I'm I'm glad he was wise enough to know that that you're not going to win that battle. Yeah, I, I like and to your point about that, Rick does come from that old school mentality of you know, with with it's the coach's way or the highway, um, and uh, you know, pl- younger players need to earn their stripes before they play and, you know, gain more minutes and trust with the coach. It's one of those things. And like you said, it was like, <laughs> come on, it's Luca. It's obvious that this guy is the face of your franchise. <laughs> uh, so in speaking of, so in, 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 I do hope Rick Carlisle does what he has to do in Indiana. I did find that really interesting that that was a quick turnaround from like a week and a half ago where he stepped down and then he signed a four-year deal with Indiana. It was like it was almost like it was premeditated a little bit. Um, but with Luca, tell me this because I and people know my podcast. Uh, uh, even people know I'm a big Luca fan. Uh, I like Luca a lot. I think I I think he's the best player in the league. Like when we do when we do these under twenty-five rankings, I think he's the best player. I think he's the best player. Uh, one of my, even one of my listeners sent me some Luca art, and it and it looks pretty good. Um, so shout out to them. But Luca, tell me, tell me how good do you think Luca is? Because I think I told, I said this, and people may think I'm crazy, but I said if he stays healthy, the way how the game is played today, and with his offensive skills and how smart he is, okay. Uh, with the way how he, he's so talented offensively, I think he could possibly be, you know, barring injury, I think he could possibly be like a top 10 score of all time. Um, how good is Luca in your eyes? I think he's one of the most promising young players that we have in the league. That's just me personally. I don't, I'm not saying that just because I'm here in Dallas. Um, Full transparency, Dallas. I mean, I'm not even a Dallas fan. I'm a Lakers fan, so, um, so I just want to put that out there. But um, Luca, um, like you said, barring barring me, he doesn't have any injuries. He's he's special. Um, you can see what he's done in the last couple of playoffs. Um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They're supposed to be, you know, the the cream of the crop when it comes to defensive prowess. In the game, right? Yeah. Um, you saw that Luca torched them both. Um, so definitely last year. Um, uh, obviously, you know they're Porzingis uh, game one ejection away from actually beating the the Clippers in the first round. This year, obviously, it was a little bit different. They got off to the two to the two lead. Um, they won again. Uh, they couldn't win at home. They won the you know third game. Uh, I mean, game game five in um, in Los Angeles, and then lost the last two. But um, yeah, Luke Luke is a special a special talent. Um, but also, you got to remember he he he's been playing since he was he was ten or eleven, nine or ten or eleven years old, right? Right. So he's been studying the game. Obviously, there's you know there's still some you know improvements that he needs to you know to work on. Um, uh, this offseason, obviously, it's going to be a little bit more difficult because he's playing with the national team. But um, he did say in his exit interview that he's going to try to concentrate on the free throws. I mean, you know, a lot of people are, you know, um, are have been uh, 
trolling saying that, you know, how can you take a, you know, a, a step back three and make it look easy, but you can't hit the, the, the easy bunnies at the free throw. So obviously right. he, he's heard that he said, he's going to try to uh, you know, concentrate on that during the season. Um, you know, he's not going to be able to do a lot of the individual work um, uh, like he was able to last year to improve, but obviously, you know, working individually working as a team you, you obviously put in some work at the free throw line and good you know get your uh your jumper i'm not your jumper i'm sorry your uh your free throw percentage up um i think uh he's a 77 percent um i don't i don't have the numbers in front of me but i think he's a 77 percent free throw shooter mm-hmm. um overall of since he's been in the league but obviously that can be improved i know he's somebody that wants to improve that um but yeah, um, Luke, Luke is the real deal. Um, obviously, uh, he was an MVP candidate going into the season last year um, between COVID and injuries at the beginning of the year where they only had nine players. Um, you know, actually, I feel like, you know, the, people say the Knicks overachieved. I think the Mavericks overachieved considering what they had uh, last year, uh, uh, this past season uh, with all the injuries and people coming in and out of the lineup, people getting traded um uh and what have you because you know obviously some of the stuff that you know that was been reported in the locker room uh with the former coach uh rick carlisle and you know other other things so um i feel like uh luke is going to be a mvp at some point um obviously he's being he's being mentioned um stephen a smith said a couple years ago he could give the mavericks three years before they win a championship um if they can get that right he's i feel like he's on the right path but obviously you know um the you know mavericks are not going to be you know they're, they're respectful to the rest of the league um when it comes to that but um yeah they'll they'll definitely be in contention uh barring any injuries with Luka Doncic. yeah i agree uh and i can't wait to see how this works out and speaking of the future the mavericks um jason kidd Jason Kidd seems like he's a front runner um, for the to, to, to take over for the head coaching job of the Mavericks. And you talked about how Mark uh, Mark Cuban is um, he, he, he you know he gives his former players a shot. I mean, there's former players. You name you name some of the positions where some of these guys. There's former players all over the building. Um, and Jason Kidd, I think, is would be a really good hire. Uh, for the Mavericks, uh, especially with him being an all-time great point guard. You know, we talk about Luka and his free throw shooting, but another flaw that, you know, people have been talking about with Luka is he's so – and it's not really a flaw, but it's just the reality of, you know, how they play and how he plays. And people talk about how ball-dominant he is and how ball-centric and, you know – historically we've seen you can't really win championships like that in that form in that style how they play so first tell me how you feel about the jason kidd hire i knew you probably knew that this was in the works already but tell me about the jason kidd hire uh how you feel about it and what like what is he bringing different to the table well uh, as far as the Jason Kidd hire, um, I kind of, I mean, I kind of was trying to fish when I, when you asked me about, you know, um, Carlisle and, you know, the, you know, how long is the championship um, by you time as a head coach uh, in, in your position? Um, I kind of felt the reason why I asked the question that I posted on, um, on Instagram yet last night was because I kind of felt like Jason could, Kid could have been a good fit to replace Carlisle. Obviously, didn't know exactly what I know now. Um, now it uh, looks like it's a great question that I asked. Um, but um, I feel like it would be a great hire. I mean, uh, even Carlisle, I endorsed it yesterday uh, via Tim McMahon hmm. um, of ESPN, saying that you know Luca and you know Kid uh, have similar you know um, game sets. Um, obviously, uh, kid is, uh, one of the main reasons why the Mavericks had their first and only championship, um, uh, you know, had, had to tell Rick to allow him to do, um, you know, allow him to control this team. Mind you went to -to back-to-back championships in the early two thousands. 
He just ran up against the Lakers right. and the Spurs. So, um, obviously, J- Jason Kidd has a great mind. I mean, a lot of people respect him. Um, he's got the he's got the uh, the ear of the young players. Obviously, LeBron is Luca's best, uh, his favorite player here in the states. Um, you know, obviously, Jason Kidd coached LeBron for two years. Uh, in Earth, yeah, two, two years yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Two years now. Um, I th- I thought you know that the Lakers uh, would have been you know smart to let Vogel go and let Jason Kidd be the head coach, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, so they're going to have to replace him with somebody of, of some sort. But um, yeah, you can see you can see uh, how Luke uh, how uh, Kidd has uh, elevated some of these guards. I know Quinn Cook earlier this year on Clubhouse said that you know Jason Kidd helped him a lot. He was very vocal. Um, you know, the he was able to rally him and, and some of the other staff members were able to rally the Lakers during you know during the bubble, mm. um, uh, and even earlier on. And uh, yeah, uh, even um, early on in the, uh, the first couple of games, because I think Quinn paid it, uh, was on the roster for a couple of games before they let him go. Yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, um, he was a you know good voice. Um, obviously. Um, uh, he he he's had coaching he had coaching experience before. It didn't you know turn out the way that he wanted, but like um, obviously when in Milwaukee when he was let go, Giannis was not happy about that because uh, uh, he credits uh, kid for helping his game um, uh, to some extent or to a lot extent while he was there. He was uh, sorry, um, I'm trying to think about the props. As I, as I go, but um, um, obviously he was in a lot of film sessions. Jason Terry said the same thing about J Kid when he was there, um, as a you know basically a player coach, because um, at the end he wasn't getting much time, but you know he was you know soaking it in with uh, film room um, uh, in the film room with Kid, because obviously he wanted to be a, a head coach one day, so. Um, yeah, I think it's a good hire. Obviously, Jason Kidd's a part of the family. Um, helped Dallas win a championship. It's the team that drafted him, drafted drafted Jay Kidd. Um, Mark obviously told uh, uh, a colleague of mine um, a couple of years ago that they have no problem uh, that um, after Dirk's uh, jersey's retired uh, here shortly. J, uh, you, you know, J kids a part of that short list that comes right after him. So, um, yeah, um, it's a good hire. It's a good match. Agree. I agree. I, I like, um, I like Jason kid. Um, I think he, I think, like I said, relatability, he's going to bring that factor. Um, and then you talked about how he's able to, he's worked with some really good point guards. You've seen the improvement, even with Giannis. You've seen an improvement under Jason Kidd, and that's where like Giannis begin to take off as uh as this great player that we know today. Um, so and and amongst the coaching like open openings, you know, Portland still haven't found their coach, uh Indiana got their coach, the Celtics got they hired MA um Udoka, uh Udoka. Yeah. yeah. Uh you know, the Pelicans are still looking. Once again, like I, I and I'm, I like Luca, but this is no bias involved. I think mm-hmm. looking at the other coaching openings, I think the Mavericks are number one. I mean, you look at you look at the market, and you know it's a market that should be able to attract free agents. Uh, Cuban is a really good owner. Uh, yeah. You got it. Also helps when you have a a cornerstone player in twenty two year old Luca Dantage. So. I think Jason Kidd, this is a great job. I think this is the best job available. Um, give me some of your takes. Give me some of your takes on the other coaching openings around the league um, and some candidates that you think that you feel should get those jobs or would be a best, like the best fit for those jobs. Okay, so um, I like the fact that Portland has Becky Hammond as one of the finalists. The only thing is, I don't want to see the fact the first woman coach leave. Go, I mean, leave leave a situation that she's in right now. Right. Go to Portland, 
and have a similar uh, a similar situation that Houston had this year, where everybody wants out. Mm-hmm. Everybody was good, was was for the hire, right? Right. Then everybody was wants out of said place, right? Right. And then now the co- this new coach that didn't have his chance to get his or or in Becky's case, uh, their their uh, their um, they're they're, they're barracks in the position, and now they're already. Um, basically under fire and going under the hot seat for something that had nothing to do with it. Right. Right. So um, I hope Houston doesn't fire um, Kevin Salas. Uh, Salas in two years, but I, I kind of feel like that, that like that's what's going to happen. And it's not, it's not his fault. So I hope that doesn't happen. New Orleans. I kind of feel like whoever uh, has a relationship with um, with uh, who's the, who's the vice president of operations, uh, David Griffin. Griffin, whoever has a relation, good relationship with David Griffin, that job is going to be their job. I just don't know who. Um, I heard. Uh, I, I I also heard Jock Vaughn is looking. That would be a good hire. Yeah, he's so, looking at uh, that job. That would be a good hire, uh, Jock Vaughn. I think. I think David Griffin and him have had uh, dealings with from I think his time in Phoenix, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, so that would be I I can see that connection uh, if if um, if if my memory um, is correct on that for for um, for the Pelicans' job. What else is open? Uh, Orlando's open. Orlando. I've heard Penny Hardaway. Um, that might be a good, you know, way to, you know, reconnect with uh, Penny and um, um, uh, in the Magic. Um, also, with the Portland job, I've heard uh, Mike D'Antoni's name being floated around. Yeah. Right. I've yeah. also heard Mike D'Antoni being floated around for um, the Pelicans job. Right. Right. But Zion has already been injured. Right. Mm-hmm. The last couple of years. Harden was injured this year. Um, Kyrie was injured this year, right? Right. For some parts, Kevin Durant was injured this year coming back, right? Right. So I don't know if D'Antoni's system will be the right fit for the Pelicans, being that, you know, uh, being that Zion hasn't been able to get on the, you know, play the, you know, a, a, more, I mean, uh, roughly more than you know, more games than he's that he's played, right? Yeah, then, yeah. Um, he's been able to put up the numbers that he needed to within the games that he that he's been uh, been available for. But I don't think that's a good fit because of the system that they run. This, I mean, Zion's, I mean, wear and tear on his legs, right? Mm-hmm. As far as as far as uh, Portland goes, um, people are talking about Dame could you know average you know 30, 40 points a game, right? Yeah. But Portland's office is not the problem. Right. So I wouldn't go get Mike D'Antoni for that. <laughs> um, it's a defensive problem, and uh, a player personnel problem, right? So um, they're going to have to figure that out. What else is open? Um, I'm trying to think. I can't really think about it right now. What else is open? The Bucks. Well, we don't know if the Bucks are going to be officially open until they, they – um, until they uh Washington is open. Washington open. I've I I I've read that um Coach Calipari is uh, uh I don't know that he's open to going back to the NBA. I don't oh. know how that would that that would work. He, I've also I've been, his name was attached to the Pelicans as well. Um mm. I don't know uh I the Washington job, I mean, um, they're not going to get rid of their general manager anytime soon, right? So we don't yeah. know. <laughs> we don't know how that's going to work, but you know, obviously, they you said you know what is it? Uh, what's the, what's the saying? You 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 do uh, you do everything the same, but expect uh, different results. Yeah, insanity. Right, insane. Uh, they're going to have to figure that out. Um, and if I'm if I'm the coach that's going into Washington, I would have to have assurance that I'm you know if something goes wrong, I'm you know I'm not on a hot seat for at least two three years, right? Yeah. So, um, 
they got to figure that out. I don't know who would be the best option for that. Maybe a former player. Um, maybe a Chauncey Billups, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I haven't heard his name attached to Washington. Um, I've heard his name attached to Portland. Yep. Um, I was just trying to figure out what other the jobs are open. I um, think the Hawks are technically could be open. Yeah. Um, but I don't see how they would not resign Nate McMillan. But then again, he was signed to a long-term deal with Indiana, and because of his relationship with Oladipo, he was let go. Ironic thing is both of them are not there anymore, and Rick Fowler <laughs> is in. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, I think that's about it. Atlanta, I would, I would, like you said, I would assume that they are re up on McMillan. Um, so you know, we talked about Dallas and the coaching openings. Um, give me your take on the NBA playoffs. Who do you have winning in the conference finals? And if you want to, you can give me your finals prediction. <laughs> um, well, nothing. Ha- this playoffs has gone right in my in my point of view. Point yeah. of view, but yeah, um, uh, with the teams that are left, the Bucks. Well, I mean, the team for the teams that are left, this is the best opportunity for them to get a championship, right? The Absolutely, team, right? Somebody's gonna make history. The Bucks, they haven't won in 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. I think the Hawks haven't won since they were in St. Louis, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the Clippers haven't won. Never. Since I mean, they have, I don't, I don't think they've ever won. But if, if they haven't, they weren't. I mean, obviously, they clearly haven't won in LA. Right. Right. They said, oh, they, yeah, the first time in 50 years that they've been in the conference finals. So that they, they've already made history. So that's going to be history with the first one. And then who's left? The Phoenix. Suns. Yeah. Phoenix hasn't won in I don't know how long, but if they, if they make it to the finals, it'll be the first time since 93. Right. 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 Um, I'm going to chalk up last night's game with them as an anomaly. Um, Chris Paul was coming back. Um, and they say COVID um, does something to you as far as your body and things of that nature. Um, and you're not yourself, at least for a couple of games. So I'm hoping that um, that, he, that he can recover and they can go up 3-1. Um, um, you know, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, or when it, when it, uh, on Saturday, I guess. Yeah, Saturday, yeah. Saturday, Saturday I guess. So um, um, my pick would be the Suns because of Chris Paul. I mean, obviously, this is the best opportunity to get a championship because you're right there. You control your own destiny. Destiny, he's not hurt right now. <laughs> Knock on wood, he's not hurt right now. Right. Um, Booker's face is hurt right now because of Patrick Beverly. Um, uh, and I think, you know, obviously his shooting woes didn't, uh, didn't help last night because of the mass. Right. So I guess you could chalk that up for, as defense on, uh, for Patrick Beverly's part. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, my pick would be the Suns Bucks, but that would be an ideal pick, but we thought that, you know, we thought Philly was going to beat the Hawks. We right. also thought that... Um, we thought New York was going to beat the Hawks, too. Oh, I didn't think New York was okay. going to beat the Hawks, but I think um, a lot of people thought New York was going to beat the Hawks. So, with that being said, the Bucks, um, I wouldn't say they're more talented, but obviously Giannis is, well, the best player in that series, Yes. But Trey Young is the biggest star in this series, right? I guess I guess I can possibly get away with that, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, um, clearly, but um, my my Bucks is, my 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 choice is Bucks Suns, but for something some something some way down in me is saying it's going to be the Hawks, and maybe maybe the Suns. Uh, being a Lakers fan, I do not want to see the Clippers in there, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, I'm hoping the Suns can knock them out, but for something, you know, the way that they're coming back 2-0 and stuff like that, and just people are just falling apart after um, after two games. Uh, uh, it's it's up in the air, but I think I think somehow, some way, the Hawks get in there, and I think I'm hoping that the Suns get in there. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, I think I I think I like those takes. I mean, uh, you know, like to your point, nothing 
in this postseason has kind of gone my way. Like, I got a couple series, right? But, like, Atlanta, I had the Knicks beating Atlanta. I'm going to admit it. I had the Knicks beating Atlanta in seven games. They didn't. I had Philadelphia beating Atlanta. They didn't. <laughs> so, I don't know if this is a sign. Um, I don't know. If some. I don't know if this is a sign that I should probably pick Atlanta to beat Milwaukee. But I'm going to go against it again. I'm going to say Milwaukee is going to beat Atlanta. Um. I think to your point, either way, this has been a pretty interesting offseason. I mean, postseason, I should say. Yeah. A, a pretty interesting postseason, uh, obviously plagued by injuries. This is my last thing I want to talk about, uh, my last question. And if you have anything else you want to throw out there, you can. My last question, NBA ratings. Um, NBA ratings, over the last couple of years, they've been trending downward. Uh, now, obviously, I think there's multiple reasons why, you know, we could talk about the China incident and, you know, how that kind of plagued them a year and a half ago. We could talk about yeah. COVID, you know, it's a, I think there's a variety of things. You could talk about the same team being in the finals, you know, <laughs> once ago, so that's, you know, yeah, that. Right. So I, I think there's a variety of reasons and answers to this, but. My biggest thing that I always take away from the NBA, like scheduling as far as like as far as the scheduling is um, why. And I know it's a, it's a traditional thing. It's something that they've been doing uh, for a while now. But why do the NBA start their season in October? And I'm asking a rhetorical question Um, because I, I, I want you to answer, you know, to the, about the NBA ratings. But I feel like when they start their season in October, that takes away from your regular season a bit because in the middle of October, what's happening? NFL is king. You can't compete. Yeah. Mm -hmm. College football, you can't compete. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then and then the Major League World Series. You, you like so you're you're yeah. trying to compete with those things, and you like it's gonna be hard. You can you can compete with the World Series, but college football in the NFL, you're not gonna be able to do it. So right. give me your take on the NBA and its ratings and so forth. Because people don't start watching the NBA till, till Christmas, basically, right? Right. And that's why I think they should start this season. <laughs> people think that you should start that, but yes. But the thing is, when you're doing that, mm -hmm. you're running into – if you want to pay all 82 games, mm -hmm. you're running into like this – like, well, in a normal Olympic year, right? Right. Would have been last year, right? If mm -hmm. it wasn't for COVID and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Technically, it's this year because of the same thing, right? You, you're running into, sorry, the Olympics. You're running into, you know, the playoffs might be going a little bit longer than you possibly think. The playoffs are going in, uh, in, uh, in, in uh, um, the playoffs are going into um, July. A little bit longer. Yeah. Sorry, I got a I got a message that uh, that uh, uh, got me misconfabulated. But anyway, um, you're running into the play the playoffs, the Olympics, summer. I mean, summer league, things of that nature, right? So there's going to be times where there's going to be a lot of basketball, right? Mm -hmm. And um, they don't really have to compete in the summer months for the most part if it's not the Olympic year, right? Right. But at least the NBA thinks this way. I don't think this way, right? Right. You know, people would say, well, you got, there's not, when people are going to say, well, there's not much more on after that. No, you got the WNBA. You have, um, uh, you're also competing with the NCAA tournament, yep. right? In March, yep. March Madness. Um, and the, into maybe maybe the first or second week of April is when they crown the champ, right? right? And then, for the, but for the most part, outside of competing with the W, right? I want to mention that in there, right? And yes. The W is doing very fine right now as far as ratings go this year, mm -hmm. right? They are. Um, I want to I want to clear that up because I don't want to be you know come forward on Twitter on that since I cover the W, right? So I am aware of what's going on. Um, if they started, you're, you start at Christmas, you're running in and all of that. You're not going to be able to finish your season on time and everything is rushed. We can see that with this year, right? Yep. Three or four, three or four games in, 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 in five nights, 
or whatever it was to ship, right? Yeah. So basically, you're um, you are uh, compete. You know, basically, there's more um, opportunity for injuries, um, and you you know uh, for for players that we want to see, and then there's no ratings at all, right? Because Obviously, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is injured right now, right? So yep. uh, I haven't looked at the numbers, but the ratings are probably down because of that. LeBron right. James is no longer in the playoffs, so that, that doesn't help, right? Right. Um, Kevin Durant is not in the playoffs anymore. The only big market is the Clippers, right? Yep. And every, but most of the people are not watching the, 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 the games for the Clippers to win. They're watching them to make sure that they can lose. Right, so the memes can go off, right? With the you know pandemic P, way off P, and pathetic P, and whatever you want to call Paul George, you know, uh, playoff P, or whatever you want to call him, right? Uh, for that particular day, right? Because he could be either one, depending on what it is, right? Right, right. So that's most of the reason why everybody's watching now, right? Because um, it, it's still basketball, but. That's, I mean, the rate they start. I, I would keep it to where it is because then you're going to start running into more issues, like you like you did this year, right? You got mm-hmm. stuff going into August where you're done. You're normally done by the first week of June, right? Yeah. So or July, you're done by like what maybe July, can't? Yeah, like that. Like the second week of July, yeah. You're you're, you're the season done. So for 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 me, I think that it's fine. Um, it's just, you know, injuries has played this season. And injuries have probably have played the last couple of seasons. Kevin Durant got hurt with the Warriors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Miami uh, didn't bring in the ratings that they thought they were. They thought it was going to be um, – they thought it was going to possibly be Milwaukee last year or Philly. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. And then the Heat just surprised everybody. So I think – that if you can get uh if you can put a healthy product on the field, the ratings will, will go back up. Okay. I mean, and I'm not mad with that because I get it. I know you you when you do in in this and it goes back to my point of if they were to start the season December, and I, I and I know owners aren't gonna like this, but right. you would have to you you wouldn't be able to play 82 games. And I know right. the owners, they fight, they probably fight, I mean. It's money involved, so obviously they yeah. fight tooth and nail to have those forty-one home games. So I, that that's always like the that's always like the slippery slope with uh, talking about it. I I do think it's like I wrote a paper on it. I think the NBA ratings and and the dynamic of it is really interesting. Uh, you, you you do like you said, if you were to uh, play this type of schedule, like this condensed schedule, like you did this past year that leads to the risk of injuries and injuries to your stars, which means, you know, people are, you know, are less prone to watch. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm not mad with that. Um, I just think there's, there's some change. I, I, me personally, I think there's just changes that the NBA c- could make to better their ratings. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe when guys get healthy, if you get back to a regular set schedule, Maybe their ratings will be just fine. Um, but and, and and maybe they're already thinking with the mindset of okay, October and a little bit of November, we know we're not gonna pull as much eyes because of the other things surrounding us. But maybe they have a benchmark by like December, you know, we we hope to see a trend upward. So um yeah anything else landon um before i let you, you go think, you gotta think about it this way you, oh, got, the, you got this uh not only playing tournament but you got this mid-season tournament that they're talking about yes so they're really trying to um is gonna bring in more money um yep. well that's what they're hoping um and you know the, obviously the players are not too happy about it demar Rosen, uh i was there with uh uh, last year when he said, yeah, he's just, just not a fan of it. He's just old school. So, but anyway, yeah, um, that, that's that's all I wanted to say. Um, I'm sorry. I'm getting text messages that's, you know, <laughs> taken away from the interview. So, Oh, no, you're good. Um, you know, I, I appreciate I appreciate because I know you're busy. I appreciate you coming on um, to talk about, you know, the Mavericks and so forth and what you do. Um, I don't like I, I don't want to hold you too much longer. Uh, like I said, if there's anything else you want to say, 
go ahead and say it. Uh, as I said in the, in the beginning, I'm going to put all of Landon's, I'm going to put his website, I'm going to put all of his stuff, all his info in the link in the description below. Uh, so you guys can check that out and follow him on his socials. Um, but if, they, like I said, if there's anything else you want to say, you go ahead and, you know, say it. I'm good. Um, yeah, you can uh, find me on, you know, Twitter at LandonBuford.com. I'm mean, sorry, at LandonBuford and then on Instagram at LandonBuford. And then, like he said, uh, if you want to find my uh, latest work, uh, can be is featured on LandonBuford.com. Thank you, Landon. I, I know. I greatly appreciate you coming on, showing love, um, you know, coming on the platform for the fir- for the very first time. So thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I know they're going to enjoy the listen. Great listen. Uh, insightful. Bring us some great knowledge. Thank you. Thank you. And sorry about the ending. I, I Yeah. Anyway. No, you're good. <laughs> you, you're good. <laughs> So, yes, um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Landon, as you can tell, Landon is very insightful. I, I, I you know, I think he's a he's an open book. He, you know, he's a great guy. Uh, and once again, I appreciate him. Great dude. Cool dude. I, I appreciate him um, coming on to the pod, showing love, giving us some info. Um, obviously, you guys are not privy to all the things that he know, but shouts out to him for doing what he can do. I greatly appreciate it, as I've already mentioned. But without further ado, I'm going to let you guys go. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a safe weekend. Um, enjoy the nice weather where you may be. Uh, hopefully, there is nice weather so you can so you can enjoy it. But always remember, two choices, one decision. I am out. Peace. Deuces. Catch you guys on Wednesday. You know, we're going to get back to the playoff talk and so forth. But hope you guys enjoy. Deuce.